Yes, yes, yes. Hey, bro. It is time for another, another echo chamber. And again, we're coming at you with a two-parter. But before we get into anything, let's take a look at the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 26th to the 28th of okay. At number 10, people, we have got Meg Leonard and Nick Mulcross, Fisherman Friends 2, 1 and all. So this was written by um, the pair, along with Piers Ashworth, and it's starring James Perkey, Fiona Button, Richard Harrington, Joshua Maguire, David Heyman, and right out in number nine film this week, still doing its thing, it's For Love and Thunder. So this is from Takiti Watiti, who co-wrote it with um, Jennifer Caitlin Robinson. Starring Chris Hinsworth, Chris Pratt, Natalie Portman, Melissa McCarthy, Bale, Karen Gillen, Bradley Cooper, Samuel, Matt Damon, Tessa Thompson, Vin uh, Diesel, Russell Crowe, Lee Kensworth, Batista, Sean Gunn, Jamie Alexander, Palmer Clementine. Right, and uh, which means our number eight film this week is the new one from Baz Newman. It is Elvis. Now, Baz wrote it with Sam Brummel and Craig Pierce. We have Aston Butler as Elvis, Tom Hanks as his manager, the captain, the general. The Colonel, it was one of those, right? It's something. Uh, we also got Olivia de George, Darcy Montgomery, David Wexham, and um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Okay, so our number seven film this week is another one still holding strong, doing its thing. It is a Joe Krasinski's Top Gun Maverick and people. Woo! Like four, we covered this a few weeks back, and like four, this is So it is written by Aaron Kruger and Eric Warner Singer. Okay. Um, it is starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connolly, Val Kilmer. John Hamm, Miles Teller, Ed Harris, Jean Louisa Kelly, Manny Jacinto, Glenn Powell, Raymond Lee, Monica Barbaro, Lewis Coleman, Danny Ramirez, Jake Pickering, and Jay Ellis. So our number six film is Millions to Rise of the Roof. Okay. This is from Kyle Fowler, Brad Abelson, and Jonathan DeVale, written by Matthew Fogel, with an outstanding voice cast, 
Steve Carell, Pierre Coogan, Alan Harkin, Tarchi P. Hansen, Michelle Yu, right? Julie Andrews, Russell Brand, John Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, Danny Trey, Lucy Lawless, Rizza, Will Arnett, Steve Coogan, right? Boy. So we are into our top five. And at number five, people, it is the new Jordan Hill joint. It is Love. Hill wrote and directed, and it's starring Daniel Kalua, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Brenner, Michael Wilcott. Logan Lerman, Brian Terry Henry, Amelia Adams, Pusha D, Bad Bunny, right? It's um, it's uh, an impressive cast, people. At number three, we've got DC's League of Super Pets, right? Jared Stern and Sam Levin, right? Stern comes right with John Whittington, and we've got Dwayne Jackson. John Krasinski, Mark Murray, Kate McKinnon, Keanu Reeves, Dasha Polanco, Ben Schwartz, Jamila Jamil, Thomas Middlewich, at number two, um, new joint from Baltazar Hormaker, right? It's written by Ryan Eagle and Jamie um Sullivan. It is based, right? Starry is the new Idris Elba um here. Um, and at number one, right, this is kind of crazy, because it's one of those, um, cinema, um, screenings, right, it's the Andre Arias 2020 Maastricht Summer Concert, right, woo, that's kind of crazy. So our first film, let's take a look at four. So I think 
right? I think it was when I saw Thor, right? Thor, Love and Thunder, the trailers before the film. I believe there was a trailer for Thor, right? That's where I think I saw it. But I completely, completely misconstrued this film, right? I do not know how I did it, but yeah. <laughs> I, in my head, it was something completely different, all right? But before we get into that, okay, so it is directed by Scott Mann, who co-wrote the film with Jonathan Frank. Um, Mann produces the film along with David Haring, James Harris, Mark Lane, Christian Mercury. It's executive produced by Roman Vieres de Lesnigo. It is line produced by Brianna Lee Johnson and associate produced by Ashley Waldron. Music is from Tim Despick. Uh, cinematography is from MacGregor. MacGregor. I do not know this person. I've not. I do not believe I've come across this name before. Interesting. Uh, it is edited by Robert Hall. Colin Jones handles the casting. Scott Daniel did the production design. Art direction is Pete Hick. Hikuk, um, Lisa Catalina does costume design, Brittany White handles makeup, our cast it is pretty minimal, right, pretty minimal, uh, so we have got Becky Connor, who's played by Grace Caroline Curry, um, her dad, James Connor, is played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Hmm. This is interesting, right? Because then you've got her husband, Dan, who's listed as Dan Connor. Right? Interesting. Right, just because, you know what I mean? So he took the name. Which, you know, none of that is really sold. But kind of the feeling that you get of Dan, I don't feel Dan is the type to take her name. You know what I mean? That's the, like, when how we get Dan represented throughout this film, he ain't that dude. You know what I mean? But Dan is played by Mason Gooding. Um... Did I say the dad? James Connor. It's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, and her best friend, Shiloh Hunter, um, is played by Virginia Gardner. Right. Now, the interesting thing is, Shiloh also goes by Danger D. I have no clue where the D, like, where does that, 
I don't even know what that fuck that means. There's, you know, her name's Shiloh Hunter. Like, and she's, you know, Becky calls her Hunter a lot. So, where the fuck, where's the D? <laughs> so confused. You mean it makes no sense? It's kind of random. You know what I mean? Hey. Anyway, right? Now, the gist of the film is this. The best friends, Becky and Hunter, see, right? Life is all about conquering fears and pushing limits. But after they climb 2,000 feet to the top of a remote abandoned radio tower, they find themselves stranded with no way down. Now, Becky and Hunter's expert climbing skills will be put to the ultimate test as they desperately fight to survive the elements, a lack of supplies, and vertigo-inducing heights in this adrenaline-fueled thriller. Bam, bam, bam. So... Right when I saw the trailer for this, because you just saw this tall fucking towery thing, right? That just looked like this weird thing in the clouds, and then we just saw like just quick flashes of people falling and hanging, and right, I thought it was this fantasy sci-fi thing. You know what I mean, like. Something like the Cube or um, what is them films? Um, Maze Runner, Maze Runner, something like that, right? And and there was this weird test thing, you know, like a Hunter Games, Hunger Games type of thing, you know, in this weird test thing, and they have to hang off this thing or something, something. I yeah, I you know, it's an apocalyptic world. That's what I thought this was. <laughs> it is not. Is nothing like that. Same, you know, current times. There's no apocalypse. There is no sci-fi. <laughs> now, there is some fantasy, right? There is definitely some fantasy in this because you have to, I feel, there is a lot of separating your 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 mind from reality to kind of go with this film you know what i mean because there is a lot of shit that goes down that you're just like nah <laughs> that ain't that ain't happening right especially if you have climbed before right if you climb you're gonna look at this and be like what the fuck are they talking this is ludicrous. That ain't happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there is, uh, I mean, listen, if, if heights and all of that jazz get you, <laughs> people, there are definitely moments in this film where you're just like, yo, what the fuck? You know, especially it's that Fucking standing on edge looking down and it's just like oof. 
You know what I mean? That just makes you feel like, oh, oh I think I'm going to fall. Ah, oh, fuck. And it's just like, no, I'm on solid ground. Like, I'm not even on a fucking edge. So it does that. It, it definitely puts that fear of motherfucking God in you, right? So, boom. That's a solid, right? If you like that, if you like feeling uncomfortable, then I think, you know, this could be a fun little flick for you, right? You know what I mean? Now, we start off with the three of them rock climbing. See, the weird thing is, at first, it looks like they are free climbing, right? Which is just like, oof, you know? Looks like they're free climbing. Say, hmm, because it's just like, they clearly do not climb. <laughs> they clearly don't climb. That's the crazy thing. Um, but then you realize, no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're all hooked in. They've got ropes, all of that jazz. But there's a, you know, obviously, right? They're on the side of a wall. So you know there's going to be these moments of something might happen. Right? So we get a couple of those. Which then you understand, right? The big thing with the opening, you understand, oh, something's going to happen, right? Something is definitely going to go down. And the thing that does go down, right? You wonder why someone would try and put a hook where the hook was getting put. Right, it makes no sense because you assume there is a possibility of something being there. You know what I mean? That's the crazy thing. It was just like, hold up, right? Like putting on the, because there was places on the mountain face itself. So there was no need to go into a hole, right? Because the, firstly, there could be a snake. There could be a spider. Do you know what I mean? A lizard. There's like poisonous shit that could be up in there. So you're not just randomly sticking your fucking hand into a hole. Right? So just that whole bit was a bit like, as soon as you see that, you're just like, okay, I know what's going to happen now. And what happens does happen. Right? And then we go through this whole thing with Becky and her dad. And you do scratch your head a little bit with that whole kind of bit. Just because there's definitely better ways to go, go about what was going down. You know what I mean? There's just so many, like, just when you think of the conversations and the things, you just be like, what, what? I mean, surely you would approach it differently. You know, even if you didn't like certain peoples and all of that, you'd approach it differently, right? There's no mention of therapy. You know what I mean? And we do get that thing where, you know, someone is meant to be like letting themselves go and just all of that. But 
makeup. <laughs> like, it's obvious they're still wearing makeup, even though they're meant to be not, right? Still wearing makeup. Hair's no issue with hair, right? You'd think hair would all be growing out, a mess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, because you have the girls in, like, with like halter tops, you know, no sleeves and things like that, right? If they've just been letting themselves, they'd be hairy, armpits, hairy, they just you know what I mean? They'd be like sweat stains, nothing. Which is always just like, yo, if you're trying to sell someone who is letting themselves go, who has decided to quit on life. You gotta make me believe it, people. You got to make me believe it. And I did not believe it. Didn't believe it. But you then get her best friend, you know what I mean? Her best friend, Hunter, call her up. And it's like so quick, <laughs> so quick on the reverse. You're just like, wait, what? This is kind of weird, but hopefully, let's go with it. And it's, the thing that is kind of crazy, and where the film gets just, like, stupid, is I kind of feel you could have still done the film, but put certain things in play, right? Because, so Becky ain't climbed for a long-ass time. She ain't done shit. She's been letting herself go. So, are we meant to believe that she's climbing up that tower? Right now, granted, for the first, you know, 100 metres, I think they said, there's an inside ladder. Then there's an outside ladder, right? So those two, so you're climbing up a ladder, but... You want to know how much that's going to take out your legs and your arms, right? Your legs and your arms are going to be forgot. Your hands are going to be forgot, right? That's going to be thing, especially when you haven't climbed for ages. We know you can go to the gym regularly, get in great shape. You miss going to the gym. You miss doing your regular routine for a week. And the next time you go, you're going to be feeling it. Right? Shit goes super quick. So we can guarantee that Becky ain't been doing shit for longer than a week. Right? So... You know, because you get calluses from climbing, right? Your hands get accustomed to it. Your arms, the muscles, all get accustomed to it. You know, the first time you try climbing, boy, <laughs> even even when, like, you've been going to the gym. You know, I was going to the gym, I was doing jujitsu, yoga, all them things. First time I climbed, it was just like, yo, <laughs> what's going on? You know what I mean? But your body gets used to it because you're using different muscles, right? You're using different muscles. So it was just the idea of her 
going up that ladder, right? You're going to be fucked. Going to be fucked. Now, she does go, oh, can we rest a minute? But literally rested probably for a few minutes. When in reality, she they'd be resting for a few hours before she'd be able to, like, properly go up that ladder and then do the next bit, right? And then do the next bit. Then we had them on top of the tower doing some just ridiculous shit, right? Hanging off one arm. Hanging off one arm. Climbing itself. As I said, look, that takes it out of you. Bouldering is a son of a bitch, right? Now, in I always feel bouldering is easier for girls, right? Less body weight, all of that jazz. They're lighter, less dense bones, all of that shit, right? But, you know what I mean? It, it, it's strenuous. Hanging by one arm, you, you've got to be a straight G to be able to do that shit. So, after climbing 200 meters, I think it's 200 meters, it was a long way, right? After climbing all that way, you, you're just not going to have the strength to be able to hang by one arm and then pull yourself back up, right? Look, there are videos of crazy motherfucking Russians hoverboarding on sides of buildings and then falling, right? Trying to hold on, but then just not having the strength from falling. Oh man, there was one video of a guy on the edge of a building and then he's just like, oh, look, I'm going to show you. I'm going to do some pull-ups. So after climbing up this building, he then does pull-ups, right? And I think he does like 10 or something. And that's it. His arms are now fucked. Can't pull himself up. Oh, it's brutal. It was brutal. I think I saw the film on your mum's house live. Your mum's house live. I think it was something like that. Um, because, yeah, homie just drops just drops, you know what I mean, so, and these are these fucking parkour reclimbing motherfuckers, right, so, and they're doing it on the reg, <laughs> so there is no way these girls, after climbing 200, they're not doing it, it's ridiculous, and then also, it, it, it's just like, you look at them. Now, this is the thing, right? Technically, both look like they're in good shape. Technically, they both look like they're in good shape. They're not in climbing shape, though. Right? They're not in climbing shape. If you've seen a motherfucking climber, you will know they ain't climbers. Right? So, it, it, it's just that craziness. That you're just like, what, what's going on here? Like, this is ludicrous. The other thing is, 
you'd look, take one look at that tower and you'd be like, nah, <laughs> nah, you know, straight, there's that. But yeah, so they, they do the tower, they, you know, they're on the tower, everything goes crazy. And then we're just seeing all the things that, you know, their attempts for survival, all their attempts for survival. There was one thing with the drone, which I'm just like, you are looking, right? You're, you're looking in the direction. You're flying this thing. You're looking. So how is it you don't see truck, right? That was baffling to me. Because it's not like they were on a bend or anything like that. It was a straight fucking road. So it's just like, there's no way you're not seeing the truck. That was so weird. That was so weird. You know what I mean? Ah, that was so weird. <laughs> oh, at the beginning of the film, well, not at the beginning, it's like when they get to the desert to do the thing, the whole vulture thing, right? Firstly, you understand, we're seeing the vultures again. But the big thing is, Right? That deer, dog, whatever the fuck that thing, it was still alive. But it wasn't ever going to survive. Right? So the thing is, you have to kill it. Right? If you're doing what they're doing, you have to kill it. Because you then just leave it. That's not humane. So it's just like, yeah, that was just a weird sequence. That was a weird sequence. Because they definitely didn't kill it. They definitely did not kill it. You know what I mean? But yeah. Full. It's. It's an odd film. I find it to be an odd film. As look, if you like that adrenaline rush. If you like all of that. I mean, it's a bit similar to Beast, right? Because Beast, there was some... I definitely jumped watching Beast. But then you just have these implausible things. Like, no, like a dude ain't outrunning a lion. <laughs> dude ain't outrunning a lion. You know what I mean? And the way the lion would just destroy some people and then other people, he's leaping, he's like, no. That line's fucking you up. There's no way you're winning a fight. You ain't winning. So if you watch Beast and you were like, yes, I believe all of that. I'm down. Then I think you would, you know what I mean? You would be happy to go with everything that we see go down in full. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think, people. So, uh, yes. If you're a big fan of that if you're a fan of oh shit there was a film just the other month on Netflix about um shit they were they were going they were climbing a um a uh, a mountain right escaping people that killed their friends can't remember what that fucking film was called, but yes, if you enjoyed that film, 
you'll enjoy full for sure for sure people i do not remember what that film was called though i looked at it a couple a few weeks back right it was a few weeks ago people um god damn yeah I'm, oh man my mind is just blanks mind is just blanks what the frack was that film called uh, I, oh man, I'm. I do not think I'm gonna get it. I don't think I'm gonna get it, which is a pain. Um. they were climbing up a friggin' um, mountain to try and survive. But, yes, if that was your bag, right, if you were like, yes, this film is legit, then, you, yeah, you will definitely, trust me, you will definitely be down with what we see in, uh, yeah, this... This craziness. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, it's really going to bug the fuck out. Just, yeah, for the life of me, I cannot remember what this goddamn film was called. Hmm. Oh, man. It was like a few weeks back. It's a few weeks back, people. Ugh, my memory stinks. I just, I, I just can't believe how bad it is. I just cannot believe how bad my goddamn memory is. But yeah, it, it's essentially, people, what I'm trying to tell you. This film, it's goofy as fuck. Right? It's goofy as fuck. But if you like goofy films, you know, like they play around with the plot, right? They throw these things in there, you know, these these situations where the, now the friends are questioning each other and it's just, you know. Oh, The Ledge. The film is called The Ledge. That's it. Whew. Okay. Okay, yes, we look, we looked at it in episode 202. So, boy, a while back, you know what I mean? I thought it was, uh, I thought it was more recent than that. But, yeah, <sighs> you know, they, they try and add these conflicts to make it even more gripping. But it's goofy, right? If you like a goofy film, if you enjoyed The Ledge, if you enjoyed Beast, then I think... Fool will be for you, but it is not an apocalyptic sci-fi fantasy film. It's not. <laughs> Up next, people, we've got the new Daily Wire joint, Terror on the Prairie.
Well, people, I do like a good Western, so I was definitely happy when Signature sent over, um, yeah, a new one, right? This is called Terror on the Prairie. It is directed by Michael Polish. It is written by Josiah Nelson. It is produced by Dallas Sonia. Uh, Amanda Presnick. We have Gina Carano and Jeremy Boring. It is executive produced by Carter Boehm, Nicholas Cartier, Danielle Cox, Jonathan Dector, William Lowry, Caleb Robinson. And Ben Shapiro. It is co-produced by Buzz Woolick, Travis Mills, and it is associate produced by Josea Nelson. The music is handled by Dalal Brockman and Mesa Pullman. Cinematography is Stephen Pettyville. It is edited by Paul Bull. Casting was David Guglielmo. Production design is Adam Dietrich. Art direction is Elliot Gilbert. Set decoration is Jan Havi Nake. And costumes are Alison Adams. Uh, effects and makeup, all that jazz is Jeff Dawn, Gabriel Romans, Tate Stenizic, and Alicia Vazquez. And our cast. Well, we have got Gina Carano as Hattie McAllister. Then there is Donald Cowboy Cerrone as her husband, Jeb McAllister, and their son, Will, is played by Reese Becker. Uh, they do have a daughter, but, um, I mean, it's a baby, <laughs> so the baby don't get credits. Um, we then have the captain, played by Nick Searcy. Um, he's compadres, a long hair, played by Tyler Fisher, The Kid, played by Gabriel Kane Day-Lewis, um, Goldtooth, played by Heath Freeman, um, yeah, I think that's his crew, then there is Soil Dove, played by Samari Armstrong, Ray, um, her Black Feet Compadres, played by Thomas White Eagle, Jeremy Guana, and Izzy Marshall. There's Gideon, played by Travis Mills. Um, yeah. Oh, and Mr. Samuelson is played by Matthias Hughes. So yeah, that's the cast, people. And the gist of the film is this. 
on the Montana plains, a frontier woman must protect herself against a ruthless gang of outlaws, hell bent on revenge. Dum, 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 dum. So, uh, yeah, I really, I, I did not know what to expect from this one, right? Because I think Gina Carano, you know, she is definitely shown over the years that her acting has improved a whole heap. And yeah, she's really in this, you know. Um, now, Cowboy Cerrone, we have seen him in a few things, right? Um, he was in uh, The After Party, right, on Apple TV, which is a surprise. I didn't expect him to be in that. But yeah, he's shown up in small little parts, right? He was in a film with, um, oh, God. No, mine's a blank. Mine's a blank. <laughs> ah, shit. Mickey Rourke was one of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, mine's a blank, man. Um, it wasn't a great film. But, yeah. Uh, it was interesting seeing Cowboy up in it. And I, I will definitely say he inhabits this part very well. Right, I, I think he the physicality of the role he really nails. Right now, you might say the the voice, right? He he just might need to work on nuance and the the, the fully being able to convey the emotion via, yeah, what he's saying, right? But definitely, Cowboy is, you know, hey, the, the physicality, as I said, people, he, he nailed that. And you can see that that part of his game, he has really made great improvements. So, you know, uh, now he's retired, it will be very interesting to see what a... Uh, what old cowboy can do, you know, once he can focus solely on this thing. The the thing that I, I really did like was the tone of the film, right? The camera filters were perfect. It really did help sell this as, you know, on the Great Plains, right? Fighting for survival in a frontier town. Right, you really got that from these filters. It, it, it works very nicely. You know, it's a it's a slow paced film for the most part. Right, even there are some gun fights and whatnot, but it's not high octane. But that's fine. Right, that's absolutely fine, and I think it really does help the story kind of uh, take shape. You know, was, we, we just see this family going through there every day, right? Now, we I think, was it the first thing? I think one of the first things, we do see a scalping, right? I mean, we don't actually see the scalping. Mm, no, not really. We just have a guy with a knife. We see he, he make a slit, 
and then uh, <laughs> and then we see hair being pulled, right? The scalp being pulled. Um, but not too gruesome of an image. A little crazy, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's one of the first things we see. So you're just like, yo, who are these outlaws, right? What's the deal? What's the deal? And yeah, you know, we, we get this sense that Jeb and Hattie really do care for each other. But it's not one of those times of, I love you. You are the stars to me. Right? It's not that. These people are struggling to survive. Right? There's no fucking TikTok dances for these peeps. Right? Um, but yeah, no. It, it, it was interesting. It was definitely... Uh, you know, I'd say it's definitely worth a watch, right? And it's just letting these other kind of elements take shape, right? Form this film for you, this new experience, right? That's what it is. Got definitely got some really solid acting from everyone involved, you know, some, some, uh, yeah, nice stuff. I there are parts of the story, right? why she invited them into that house, you know, just some of the little parts. But as a whole, right, as a whole, I would say Terry on the Prairie is a, it's not a bad addition to the Western uh, catalogue. Well, not a bad, not a bad one. Uh, definitely enjoyable. Right, to see, you are wondering, oh, how is this all going to unfold? What's going to happen? How are they going to get down? Right? But yeah, no, it, it, it's handled well. Right? Story. You are kind of hooked. You are kind of, you just want to know, how is this going to end? Right? So yeah, definitely solid. Right? I'd say it's worth a watch. I'd definitely say that. So people, there you go. Terror. On the prairie, you know. Okay, people, so let's bring part one of a new thriller. It's Stranger. So we have another signature joint, and this one is Stranger. In our bed. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Gills Alderson and it's written by Samantha Lee Howe, who is adapting her own book of the same name. Yeah, um, haven't read the book, but I, I heard it was um, a big success. Right, it's produced by Terry Dwyer and Dean Fisher. Executive well, executive produced by Greg Barrow and Lee Howe. Music is from Ian Arbor. Cinematography is Richard Swingle. It is edited by Olivia Parker. Casting is Kate Plantin. Uh, production design is Anna Papa. 
Art Direction is Lou Lily Manson Lacroux and Ugni Rima Vekakut. Costume design is Julia Scrumieri. Makeup is Rebecca Hall. And our cast. Well, Charlotte is played by Emily Barrington. Her husband, Tom, is played by Ben Lloyd Hughes. Tom's mother, Isabella, is Isadora, even, is played by Samantha Bond. Um, we've got their driver, Stefan. He's played by Joseph Marcel. Um, there's Ewan, played by Bart Edwards. Ewan's sister, Becky, is played by Terry Dwyer. Um, there's Paula, played by Andy Usho, and Troy, played by Paul Kazar. Um, Peter is Alexander Hansen. Uh, who else is there? There's like the, the woman who helps in the house, whose name I am completely uh, lost at. I think she's played by Nina Wadia, though. Um, but yeah, that's the cast. Now, the gist of the film is this. So, so prepare for Britain's answer to Gone Girl. Hmm. Feeling trapped in her controlling marriage to wealthy husband Tom, Charlotte Carlyle begins an affair with another man who one day mysteriously disappears without a trace. Behind her husband's back, she secretly begins an investigation into the disappearance. Teaming up with her lover's sister, Becky, to uncover the truth behind what happened, it quickly becomes clear that nothing is at it as it seems. And after becoming witness to a murder, the two become entangled in a dark and twisted game of cat and mouse with her life and underline charlotte must answer what's really going on before it's too late mm, i'd say it's, that was mostly true mostly true i think the big thing is we don't actually know why the affair happens Right, you know, it's, it's it trapped in a controlling marriage. Like we don't really know that. You know what I mean? Like you might want to make assumptions, but what we see at the very beginning, you wouldn't necessarily go, "Oh, that must be a controlling horrible marriage." You know what I mean? So I, I think sometimes. Even though that might be 
right? It might well be the, the underlying situation. I think sometimes, though, it's easy for you know, people making these things to forget that the audience has no clue, right? You're not giving them enough for them to go, oh, that must be the situation, you know? So, uh, yeah. Now, I will say, right, this is very intriguing. This is very intriguing. Like, we start off, essentially, you know, with a scene from very close to the end of the film, right? So we just see a woman in the woods. Looks like shit has gone down. And you're like, what, what happened here? And then we see a hand coming from the ground. And it's just like, yeah, what the fuck? This seems crazy, right? This seems crazy. So we have all of that. And yeah, you're baffled. You are baffled. But we then have, right, this woman. And we see her, you know, engaged with another dude. Right, and you, you're kind of wondering, but then you see, right, there's a kind of she stood up, right? So we see the the whole they're meant to run, but then they don't, kind of thing. And then you see it back with a husband and. I was like, you do feel kind of bad for the husband a little, right? Because he hasn't done, we're not seeing anything crazy from him, right? So you, you wouldn't know what, what maybe the situation is. And yeah, it's just like, you know, why is she cheating? Right? And she comes back and it's all a bit like, wait, did you want to leave, or what, what's, the, what's going on here, you know, what's the deal, kid, right, it's all a little bit weird, it's all a little bit weird with everything, and, you know, like, I think things get said, right, things get said, um, things get done, you know, like, it, it does amuse me when we see these things and someone has admitted to an affair, then it's just like, I'm pregnant. And someone's like, is it mine? And then they're like, how dare you ask me that question? And be like, but you were cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's kind of a fair question to ask, you know, if you were cheating. Right? You, you do wonder why Tom wants Charlotte back. Even though he knows she'd be doing some grime, you know. But this, the real story, it kind of unfolds more with flashbacks, right? We get flashbacks to recent times, you know, looking at Charlotte's situation. We also get flashbacks to Tom. And the Tom stuff is, well... I mean, it's a little bit creepy and weird, right? 
I think it, it's definitely that whole, oh, is that how a fetish is born? <laughs> kind of situation. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, that's weird. But also, like, so, the, the, when you think of the age he's at in some of those flashbacks, you're just like, would, would you be at that? I don't know. I don't know. Right? But I can see what the author's trying to do here. But yeah, no, you, you are definitely... Because there's so much that feels like is potentially happening. Right? You, you're just being like, oh... This could lead to that, and oh, that might be connected to this thing, and where is this going? There's so many, so many possibilities with this story that you are, you're definitely on your toes, right? Definitely on your toes. I think some of it is very good storytelling. Some of it is a lack of information, right? Which I do often feel is a little bit of a cheat, right? You know what I mean? Because they want you to make certain assumptions, but you're only making those assumptions because they haven't actually given you all the facts. You know what I mean? But yeah, there, there's yeah, I mean, there's so many questions, right? Why did she come back? Why does he want her back? You know. Also, like, there is a bit where they're in the kitchen, you know, and then they, um, he take, does he take her hand or she take his? One of the two. Next thing, they're in the shower having sex, but they're fully clothed. And I'm just a bit like, wait, what? Like, I, there's, you know, they're not in, it's not like they're in the bathroom and, you know, someone was just about to go in the shower. That's why the shower was, oh, no, no, you know, those sort of things, you'd be like, all right, I get that. That makes more sense. But to be in the kitchen and then go, all right, we're going to fuck. Actually, let's go in the bathroom and fuck. Actually, let's go in the shower and fuck. Let's turn the shower on. Bit on. I think. I think maybe that's just a crazy thing the kids are doing you know what I mean but yeah it just seems a little like fully clothed in the shower like you weren't in the bathroom what are you doing you know but yeah there's all this stuff we do do get that thing right where someone is supposedly recovering like they, they've been bed bound for ages but Stubble, stubble is still perfectly, perfectly <laughs> held down. You're be like, I in the case, wouldn't that person have like a, a, a scraggly beard? Or, you know what I mean? Like, really? Are we doing that? You know, there is a lot of getting out of bed in the morning but looking perfect. He's <laughs> always just so ludicrous. Oh dear. But no, I I was all on board, all on board. I really did enjoy the intrigue of this one until the end. Oh my god, the end is 
horrible. Horrible. Right? There's certain... Well, now, this isn't the end, but the whole will thing is... Now, again, you can make assumptions on why this happened, but doesn't necessarily still hold up. Right? Especially when we see the interactions and things. You're just like, huh? Right? But the end, there's just these these things that go down and you're just like, wait, why would that? You know what I mean? Why would you do that? And why would you put that person? Like, there's not really a need. And if you're putting that person kind of feel that they would have finished it, right? So we have all of this, just the, I mean, following into the, into the place, you'd be like, there's no need for that, right? So all of these things, there's no need. The help suddenly, seemingly, doing a bit of a 180, is a bit like, okay, and then it was just deep, like all of that, you'd be like, okay, we can get past all of that, but it's just the very, very end, just the very, very end, when a thing happens, and there's this revelation, and you're just like, oh, god damn it, why? There's no need, like, we don't need to think, because, right, there is no one in this film who is good. Like, all of them are a bit grimy. All of them are a bit grimy. And if someone was paid to sleep with you, right, someone's paid to sleep with you, how the fuck are you acting like, oh, no, but... You know, now they're saying it's real. And so I'm feeling all of this for that person. And it's just like, wait, you wouldn't be mad? Like, it's a, they obviously lied to you. You know, it's, it's, this, it's this weird moral bullshit that happens sometimes where people will, you know, go, oh, I'm about this. Oh, but I'll let that go. That's fine. I'm fine with that. And you're like, hmm. But the actions we've seen from you kind of make us think that you would not be. So what's going on, kid? You know? Bit weird. All a bit weird. Yeah, hated the end. Hated the end. But everything leading up to that, pretty good. Pretty good. Solid acting. You know, from everyone involved. You know? It, it was, uh, yeah. It was a it was a fun one. Feel bad for um oh god, what show his name? Paula. Right? That kind of all seemed a bit unneeded. But yeah, it seems that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? But definitely um I would say worth a check. Right, so you can get it on all your favorite digital platforms. Um, yeah, and I think, look, if you like Gone Girl, if you liked um, 
fuck, what was that one by Paul Feig with Anna Kendricks? It's on Netflix. Something. No, it's gone. It's gone. But yeah, film. If you enjoy films like that, then I think the Stranger in Our Bed will be for you, people. Woman in the Window as well. You know, it's, a, it's one of those sorts of films. I. Okay, people, so we have reached that time. We're coming to a close on part one of this week's podcast. But before we do, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film, shall we? Well, right, um, a recent a video, another recent video game is coming to the big screen. This time it is the Montreal system, which was released by Dead Dread XP and Epic. Um, you know, uh, Epic Pictures Group is bringing it to the big screen. Um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Kip will be writing and directing. Okay, it is being produced by Patrick E. Wall. Um, and um, the game was about an apprentice called Rebecca Owens at the Riverfields Mortuary. Late one night, she's called into work to handle some farmings, but there is something different about those, these bodies. And soon, another malevolent spirits bind themselves to her, and she must survive the night. Hmm. Alright, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? So, A24 have now set a date for Causeway, which is the new film from director Lila Nugabura. Right, um, it's starring Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, and is an intimate portrait of a soldier she's struggling with the transition back to her normal life. It's also starring Brian Tyree Henry. So it's coming to Apple TV Plus on the 10th of November. So there you go with that one, people. Um, also, right, um, now, Netflix, they're bringing out a, um, a cheaper version of the stream platform, right? This is ad-supported. Now, what they're saying is every hour, there will be four minutes of ad-supported, right? So, who knows how they're going to do it? Right, they might throw four minutes just up, or maybe they distribute it, you know, know, each half an hour you get two minutes. Who knows? Who knows? But that's what's happening, and it was talked about to be coming in 2023. No, it looks like it will be coming on the first of November to um, US. UK, France, Germany, as well as a whole other spot. So, um, yeah, if you like Netflix, but 
time I'm actually slightly cheaper. Soon it will be. But I have got to be prepared for some adversity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, yeah, Gore Babinski has got his new film, Happy Wampus. Right, it's a new animated joint. Now, it is meant to be coming out by Netflix. Word is that, yeah, they're not going to pick it up, right? Now, they did drop a load of animated films recently, series, so it's not a huge shot if it does happen, right? Um, word is, though, if it does happen, Babinski will be trying to find a new home somewhere else, right? knows right there's plenty of streamers that need content so uh yeah we will see what happens shall we you know what I mean? um what else is happening um okay so MGM have just grabbed The Beekeeper. This is a new um, film from director David Ayer. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's written by Kurt Wimmer and it is starring Jason Right, so um, this is right. Um, a man, it follows a man's campaign for vengeance after he's revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as the Beach. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We we'll see what happens, right? We will see what happens. Now it's you know MGM equipment in the cinema, but as MGM is owned now by Amazon, I'm sure it'll be hitting Prime at some point. Right? Uh, in okay. So, um, Francis Ford Coppola. It looks like his dream project is finally coming, right? Which is Mega Metropolis, right? Um, it is uh, like being held as a Roman epic set in a modern America and based on the Catiline conspiracy. Right? As the story deals with the aftermath and reconstruction of New York City after a mega disaster and follows in some of the characters, which will be Charlotte Catherine Hunter, Talia Shepard, Jason Swartman, Grace Van Der Waal, James Reamer, right, John Vault, Lawrence Fishburne, Audrey Plaza, Natalie Emmanuel, and Forrest Whitaker. Oh, and Adam Driver. So, uh, yeah. See what happens with that. Another film with a tight cast, right? Is um, what's this one called? Dumb Money, right? Um, it is from director Craig Gillespie, and it's an adaptation of the Anti Social Network, 
right which was written by Ben Mesrich. Right, it is um, written by Rebecca Angelo and Lauren Shuka Bloom. Uh, and it is starring Sebastian Stan, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, and Pete Davidson. Right, so it's a basically about the whole Danish business. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, okay, so, right. Um, what's her name? Uh, Justin Troll, right, a reporter um, at Deadline revealed on um, the In the Town podcast that, well, Florence Pugh, her, um, you know, her Black Widow character of um, Yalena, uh, what the fuck is her name? Yelena, uh, Black Widow. <laughs> but I can't figure what the surname is, right? It's a Russian surname. You know what I mean? But, um, yes. Um, yeah, Yelena Belova. She says, Forest Pew has got the Marvel superhero that's already got a spin-off. Upcoming for her, for her actually on that character is this yeah. Thunderbolts film, which is basically Marvel's Suicide Squad. Hopefully it has better results, but the concept is it be her team. So the Thunderbolts is a team of villains who have been seconded, coerced uh, to um, fight crime. Right, there's been a load of iterations, you know? Um, and yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens, right? So this film will be the bookend to phase five, right? And it's scheduled to drop on the 26th of July, 2024. So we will see. And let's end with this, right? So Top Gun Maverick is incredible. And supposedly it has broken some digital records, right? Went on digital platforms on the 23rd of August and has reportedly become the number one week one digital sell through title of all time in the United States. Hmm. And other territories around the world. I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? You know, also, it says it has already become one of the top 20 best-selling digital releases in history after being available for just one week. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty sick. Pretty sick. And uh, the Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K UHD version will be on sale on the 1st of December. So, um, yeah, there you go, people. That's some film news for you. Now, 
as promised, this is a two-parter, so make sure you jump across to that. We will see you there shortly. All right, peace.